Well, hello. Hello. Welcome back. Cello. Cello. Welcome to Restaurant Punk. Restaurant Punk. Episode 36. 36. Good job. What's going on, guys? Liz? Nikos? Yanni? I'm Yanni. Welcome, everybody. What's going on, guys? How was your week? Pretty good, actually. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. It was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. Actually, Nikos and I just returned from the wonderful motherland of Greece, and uh, we had a very good time, my man. It was a great time. Great food. Great weather. Really great weather. Really great food. Great <laughs> experiences. Indeed. Indeed. All? All great experiences? Uh, you know, that's that's part of traveling. And traveling uh, is not easy. You know, uh, everybody's like, we're going on vacation. You know, from the time you start thinking about it to the time you start packing to the getting to the airport. Obviously, there's always problems. And, yeah. uh, you know, uh, as we get older and we find the perks of, you know, moving from the back of the plane to the front of the plane or, you know, going into a lounge instead of paying $87 for two sandwiches. You know, it just gets, yeah, airport food. <laughs> well, yeah. here's a question I want to ask you. I mean, no, it's what not you got? on topic, but whatever. Uh, speaking of traveling again, um, you know how when you're in restaurants here and you see certain menus or certain fine dining or non-fine dining establishments, but then when you go across the seas and that's where it it was born in, like like the duck on fee, okay? We have duck on fee mm-hmm. in the States, then we have duck on fee from France. People that have duck on fee here and say, oh, this is the greatest thing I've ever had, but then experience it from like the motherland and Mm -hmm. it's completely different and they might not like it as much because they're not used to that, but that's really how it's supposed to be. How do you fine tune that, that, that kind of knowledge of flavor, if if I can say knowledge of flavor, it's created somewhere else of a different culture. Mm -hmm. It's brought over here. Right try to be prepared this way, but it's not, but people here are accustomed to that's how it's supposed to taste like. Or you know? vice versa. Or vice versa. I don't know. I, let's use a cheeseburger or hamburger. That was not created in the United States, but it's considered, is Ameri- that considered the national food? food? Uh, American it was food. made in Germany, if I'm correct. I don't have my, my, my food almanac in front of me. You know, while you were talking, the first thing that came to my mind is like when you eat a, a, a gyro, a gyro, you know, a gyro here in Greece, you do not put lettuce anywhere, north, south, east, west, anywhere in Greece. Huh. It does not exist to where you put iceberg lettuce in a gyro <laughs> or even the salads. The salads don't have any lettuce either. No, there's no fucking iceberg lettuce. They're not no. using iceberg lettuce for that. But it came to the United States and, you know, we made it our own with our own touches and, uh, you know, I think going back to your question, uh, one fascinating story was a pizzeria uh, next door to George's place in Cape May. Uh, Blue Moon Pizza. Blue Moon Pizza used to be next door. From before. He liked to surf, so he would go to Hawaii uh, every winter and go surfing. So why is in Hawaii? He's like, wow, this pizza really fucking sucks. You know what I'm going to do? And I'm sure he wasn't the first to do this. I'm going to get everything shipped over here, and I'm going to blow people's minds. So as he's telling me the story, I already know where this is going. He had everything shipped over, everything from Jersey to there, made the pizza there. And you know what it came out to? Shit. Yeah. Because of water. 
altitude, all these things, air, everything mm -hmm. makes a difference. It's never gonna come out the same. When I try to make my grandmother's uh, spanakopita spinach pie, it never comes out the same. It just doesn't, I didn't say it doesn't taste good. Right. But have you had that experience to where you've had food in a different place and then you go home or you've traveled or whatnot and it's, it's never gonna be the same? Well, it's funny because my mom's Filipino mm -hmm. and she cooks and it's phenomenal. It is phenomenal. And then when I try to cook the exact same dish and I can cook, it just doesn't taste the same. I don't even cook anything Filipino anymore. I gave up. Why? I don't know. Why? Because I'm it? half Filipino and it doesn't count. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> it's half as good. Do we yeah. think that our moms or our loved ones are lying to us about the recipes? Setting us up to fail. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I know for a fact my mother has a recipe book. She she makes amazing club, food. Yes. Ma amazing recipes, pastries, desserts, actual food. I know for a fact she's told me this, that in her cookbook that she writes, she always puts something off. She puts something that's not supposed to be in there and only she knows because Smart. she doesn't want everybody to know. She knows what the recipe is. She might look up and say, okay, but she knows that doesn't belong in there because if anybody grabs her book or whatever and tries to replicate it, it'll never ever come the same as she makes it. And that's Amen. smart. Men. Smart. That's smart. No, it's not smart. It's 2022. Smart. That woman. When I asked my mom, Iro. Yes. Not to be confused with Iro. Iro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mod, do me a favor. Uh, how do we make the pasticcio? What was her response? Why? <laughs> I'll make it for you. You want, you want pasticcio? I'll no, make no, it for I you. I want you to show me how to make it. Why? Yeah. Oh, my There's God. a part of me that feels like you would do the same thing. Who, me? Oh, yeah. I don't know. There's just something. Yeah, I just have this feeling. I'm like, gonna, I think you would totally set someone up to have a recipe to taste like total shit. Just. <laughs> no, <laughs> no words hurt. Would. Liz, words hurt. <laughs> I mean, that's cute. Words hurt. <laughs> that's, that's dirty. Do you think that really? Uh, you Is that what you think of me? You didn't deny it. I did not deny okay. it. I did not deny it. <laughs> so let's just say that. I, listen, I have some breaking news now that we're on the topic. Um, so um, when I went into George's place in 2002, uh, my ex-father-in-law uh, had George's place from 1968 till 2002. He put a for sale sign out on the window. And in another episode, I'll go through the process of me coming in and the whole changeover. But George's place was always known for breakfast. And what was the main item that's been there since 1968? The chipped beef. The motherfucking chipped beef. The Liz, chipped have you ever had chipped beef? No, I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. Uh, how would you explain chipped beef? Cream dried beef it's or shit on a, a shingle? It's a flowery cream sauce with chipped salty beef. That's yes. it. It's, a, it's like a, it's like it's a gravy. It's a white sauce? It's like a gravy sauce and you would put it over a toast and it comes with a side of hash browns. It's a, a Greek thing? No, it's no. Just, uh, no, it's a, you know, it's a, I don't know. It's I want to say it's like a military thing it's from military, back in the day because you can make big pots of it and whatnot. Yeah. So you just, you know, you spoon this over uh, toast. Shit on a shingle. Have, shit on a shingle. SOS, so, yeah. I mean, look, people, I mean, the first year I kept on the menu, we were just making it. He showed me how to make it and whatnot and everything. And I just thought it was the biggest fucking pain in the ass. And you know what? Every time he tried to be like, no, it's not right. No, it's not right. And I'm like, you know what's not right? And I'm like, okay, I'll let it go because we were selling a lot of it. I took it off the menu how many years ago? Uh, wow. Yeah, you pissed a lot of people off. <laughs> Even I as of yesterday. 10, 10 years maybe? Yeah. Eight, eight, 10 years. In Greek, we say epitides just because. Here's the point of the story. 
What was the recipe for the cream dried beef? You know where the recipe came from? The back of the a box. box. It was on the fucking box. <laughs> that was the secret <laughs> recipe. Oh, people love it. People are going crazy for it. Oh my God, what do they do to it? It was made with love. That's the difference. That oh, was a come recipe. on. <laughs> well, do you ever have things that you, you ate when you were a kid and you thought it was the best thing ever? And then you eat it as a doll and you're thinking, no, this is <laughs> Oh much. yeah, all the time. So I want to go back to your initial topic that you uh -huh. brought up about, you know, bringing uh, dishes over from other countries. I could be wrong, all right? But I know in the 50s, it was very big with the Julia Child and she was cooking all, uh -huh. all these international uh -huh. dishes. A lot of Americans wanted to jump on that and start cooking it. But the thing is, you really couldn't cook those kind of dishes as is because the American palate was so different. I just don't, don't feel like it was as refined as it yeah. is now. People can, people travel more uh -huh. and they experience other, other cuisines and other cultures Absolutely. and they can eat it because they have a more refined pound. They they're mm -hmm. it's more expanded. Right. Yeah. Whereas back then hamburgers, hot dogs, steaks, they, it would have never been accepted back in the fifties. Okay. So they had food, microwave food, right? So right. it had to be Americanized. And I think that's where it started. That's my opinion. Well, uh, you know, you mentioned Julia child, which I'm a, a very big fan. And when it comes down to it, her, her perseverance would be the word, uh, how to explain how to cook French dishes in a way that wasn't so intimidating. Right. And watching somebody that wasn't a professionally trained chef and her being on obviously her TV show is legendary and just making it, you know, kind of fun at the same time too. Mm -hmm. But I think what you said about, you know, more refined palate, traveling, knowing what good food should taste like. Yeah. Uh, and here's the thing, if you've never had, you know, uh, a certain food and you're like, wow, this is really good. Listen, I have not had, um, you've been, you were just in Italy, what, last year, two years ago? A few years ago. Right, yeah. right, right. 2020 Did actually. Did you notice a difference in the pasta dishes between here and there? I couldn't eat the pasta dishes back then, mm -hmm. but Kate couldn't. She said it wasn't that great because on the rest. I mean, you know, it could depend on the restaurant, but at the same token, you get so accustomed here to the certain foods that mm -hmm. are, you know, pasta is obviously Italian, as I say, but in Italy, you know, even, even the foods, even the crops, the animals, everything's different over there. It tastes different over there. Sure. So even the pizza, the pizza here, in my opinion, tastes better than the pizza anywhere else. Why was the meat back in the day. so good? That meat, that mixed grill of meats that we had in Crete. Oh my God, it was so good. We're on an island and, you know, I, I just hit me out of left field. They put a plate of meat in front of us and it was absolutely. It was one of the best, the best meat foods meat. I've ever had. It was, and and I thought about it, I'm I've like, had. oh my yeah. God, they're not importing anything. No. That's coming from the backyard. Their backyard. Okay, let me ask you this. Sounds a little nuts. How are the the cattle? Let's say the you know raised. Like, are they um, abused? Because I feel like the bad energy <laughs> you put into it and you mistreat. <laughs> no, I can agree animals, with animals. That. Mm -hmm. that gets into your food, and that's a bad. Well, that's the same thing with the lambs. If you've ever heard, uh, if a lamb tastes too lamby or off, it's because it was afraid right before it was slaughtered. It releases this hormone that. into its blood that, that gets uh -huh. into its meat. So, you know, when they go with the whole free range chickens, they're happier, they're livelier, and it, it just tastes better just because of that, you know? Plus they're not being pumped full of crazy true, yeah. steroids and all these antibiotics and shit food and whatnot. They're just a whole natural healthy. And that's why I feel like the foods across the seas taste better in my opinion, like you can have something here that tastes great. Don't get me wrong. Oh, it, no. It'll taste great. 
but it could taste much better flavorful for a certain degree. Everything tastes better on vacation well, though, brother. That is true. I've Not seen, I've seen people come from Greece and they're like, oh my God, this hamburger is the best thing I've ever had in my life. <laughs> and we're just at a diner just, you know, and they're, mm-hmm. you're on vacation. Everything tastes better on vacation. Yeah. Look, we're down, in, we're down here in Cape May County, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people are on vacation. It's the best thing we've ever had. Does that have anything to do with the atmosphere or them just being relaxed and calm? Technically, that was the first time Nico and I were on vacation. Uh, Nico, my brother, uh, Kate, Noel. And, uh, you know, does atmosphere have anything to do with everything tasting better? Sure. I think so. Yeah. I think maybe. so. I think it tastes great over there, too. But maybe, yeah. I will never ask for a souvlaki or a gyro with lettuce in Greece. Ever. I did it once. I'll never do it again. They laughed at me. So we got to be careful when we're traveling. Mm-hmm. But uh, do you, when's, when you said the Philippines, when was the last time you were there? Over 20 years ago. It's time to go and taste some food. Let's I've been in Greece too, but I was a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like group overseas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have memories, food memories? Oh, yeah. Anything? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Because like, I lived in Germany. Yeah. The food was really good over there. Right. In Germany? So, yeah. Yeah, I, I never looked at Germany as like a food capital. Well, it's funny because right? there are just certain- just sausages, I'm sorry. Yeah, the, the knockwurst and the bratwurst grew up on that and there's certain cookies and they were the greatest things when I was a kid, right? Because my mom didn't let us eat a lot of cookies. Okay. So I think they're called Leberkuchen and- Can you say that again? Leberkuchen. God bless you. I don't know if I pronounced it right, <laughs> but it's pretty close. Leberkuchen. So it's like it that. has, uh, <laughs> it's like a gingerbread type cookie, uh-huh. but it has some kind of weird- but maybe Anna's something else is in there. Ate all the time. As an adult, I try to eat it. I'm like, this is nasty. Like, this is so not good. <laughs> and it goes back to the whole, what you grew up on, you know? Yeah. Like I used to, so, okay, this sounds really trashy, but my mom wouldn't let us eat a lot of sweets. But she would, for whatever reason, buy us tang, as if that was like tang. tang. As if of that was the appropriate replacement for orange juice. So we used to take <laughs> tang and put it on bread, and that was like our wait, tang like tang like tang powder, powder tang, yes. tang powder on the bread, yeah, not like the liquid form. We didn't have junk food in the house. Oh God, so we put tang on bread. That Are we getting like, all this? <laughs> Are we getting all this? I gotta try this now. But wait, and then then okay. So I'd had a huge sweet tooth and she, the From only the chocolate she had in the house was like the baking, the bittersweet baking uh, chocolate squares. Oh, yeah, so yeah, I'd yeah, creep yeah. into the pantry and just nibble off the corner, but just enough that she couldn't tell I did it because <laughs> I desperately wanted to have chocolate. <laughs> That's great. That's a great oh, trick. Wow. Isn't that nuts? I like that. And that dark chocolate is just nasty. And I it's ate not- butter by the stick. And what? I used to eat butter by the stick. Butter by the yeah, stick? The fuck is going on? I'd sneak, I would sneak, wait, 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 it gets better. It's so weird. <laughs> so then I- The tang, I'm still wait, the tang thing. Wait, I used to, what was it, Diamond Tap, the purple one? Diamond Tap, the cough syrup? The yeah, cough syrup? I used to sneak in and drink it because I liked the taste. Because um, that you know was what? the only sweet thing we had in the house. I, I could see that. <laughs> I could see that. And then, wait, and it is. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's a little sweet, you know. And then, little, yeah, but I, I've actually done that before, too. She had to hide the, the Fred Flintstone. Uh, oh, those I ate because a whole bottle. She, like a two because they're the only sweet things. These are the only sweet the things in the house. The Flintstones vitamins, man. So she'd they were hide great. them in her wardrobe at the top. So I would get on like a chair and climb up there like a fiend to get the, the vitamins. Oh, those were great. Because <laughs> they taste like candy. Those vitamins, the orange ones were the best ones. 
I'm just picturing right now. I thought we had it rough growing up. <laughs> well, I'm older than the two of Liz, you. Liz so. eating fucking Flintstone kids, tank sandwiches, <laughs> it was a different butter, world. nibbling on the side of the chocolates. And now my mind's going somewhere else. I'm like, where did you grow up again? <laughs> it was a different world, too. It was a different yeah. world. And, you know, I lived in Germany, so it's not like we were going to go. And at that point, I was we were living off base. So we were living in, you know, German community. And you couldn't just go out and just run to the local store, you know? Right. So it was like more confined. I mean, we did, but it just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm a weirdo. What can I say? You're not a weirdo. It's just um, amazing. No, you're weird. That's very That's weird. weird. I'm very pretty resource- weird. I've done some weird shit. Pretty but- resourceful, you have to say, though. Yeah. If you don't have sweets, you just drink uh, cough syrup. Cough syrup. and <laughs> uh, As somebody that wakes up every night at butter. three, four, five o'clock in the morning hunting for sweets, Yeah. Uh, I've actually chugged the, not Dimetab, Robitussin. Oh, yeah, I like a little Robitussin because it gives me that little sweet kick, and I'm like, oh, I'm good now. I like so I like, like you guys didn't have. Sh- I'm gonna actual sugar and <laughs> sugar. Yeah. Take a teaspoon of sugar. I just want to go buy some Tang right now. I'm I'm, just, I'm, I'm actually dying anymore? to try this out. Tang on bread. You think we'd find Tang right now? Yeah. In a, uh, yeah at a Filipino store, they'd have it. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have they have some old throwback gonna, stuff. I'll, I'll have some Tang next time for. Well, the you next heard episode. it here on Restaurant yep. Punk. We're gonna go hunt for some Tang. Uh, we're gonna make some Tang sandwiches. Tang, it'll change your life. <laughs> God damn right it will. So chuck some Robitussin. Have a Tang sandwich. Travel the world. Enjoy. Restaurant Punk. Yanni, Liz, Liz. Nikos. Nikos. We love you guys. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Bye.